Welcome to Dripping in Divinity, a transmission from our hearts to yours. My name is Zoe Dane. I am a certified hypnotherapist and divine feminine embodiment guide. And I am Karina Paz, and I am a channeled soul coach. Our intention is for you to tune into this frequency to know that you are not alone on your spiritual journey. May we serve as your spirit sisters as you ascend into your highest timeline. This portal has been created as a sacred space for you to explore, grow, and to feel cozy in our cosmic vibes. And we are live. Here we are, online. Here we are. (laughs) How are you doing? Well, I'm doing wonderful because the synchronicity of us sitting right here on my floor of mm. my bedroom exactly one year ago recording the first tidbit of our podcast yes and then just realizing that right now by looking at my voice memos has brought this moment upon us mm. and i just think it's amazing how many synchronicities are unfolding that feel like they are supporting us stepping into whatever is unfolding right now through sharing our truth and our stories and our voices with the people that are meant to hear it. Mm. How are you? I'm great. I am great. I am Karina Paz, by the way. (laughs) And I'm Zoe Dane. (laughs) And this is such a beautiful moment where um, you and I have been cultivating a really deep relationship within the past year. And to know that we were we felt energetically right away that this was a project meant for us to cultivate together and how we kind of rushed into it. <laughs> We're so excited with it. We rushed into it just knowing each other probably like for a month. And I know that God and divine timing said, this is the project you're supposed to be doing together, but you need to grow into it. Mm. And what a year, <laughs> what a year to grow into <laughs> not only this podcast, but I like to say 2020 was a master class mm. of spiritual awakening. Mm. No matter what level you were in, no matter how far in the process you've already been in, last year was definitely an elevation for all of us. And for many of us, coming online for the first time. People coming through with their spiritual awakening for this first time. People looking towards other people who have gone through what we've gone through and this is why this is so potent and important for us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. Yeah. Um, I feel like last year is really when we came online. And for those of you listening, Karina and I met on the eve of my birthday, which was December 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, but we met in 2019 on the eve of my birthday. And just there was this gravitational pull toward each other this very deep visceral connection that we could feel energetically before we actually could feel on a physical level, on a human level. Mm. So her and I, I realized like throughout the night, I was next to her the whole time. There was, there was plant medicine involved and there were points where like I was feeling a little uncomfortable, but I realized like every time I looked over, Karina was on my right side, (laughs) like my right hand lady. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I keep gravitating toward you. I feel so comfortable with you. And I think I put my head in your lap. (laughs) That did happen. (laughs) And you were like, 
Think of me like the esoteric dog. <laughs> I calm people down. Yeah. And I was like, yes. And that's that Taurian energy that mm-hmm. you embody so beautifully. This, mm-hmm. this divine feminine wisdom that's like very grounding. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't want people like, who the heck do these two girls think they are just, you know, gushing over each other. But I think it's very important to let y'all know in on establishing our relationship because part of the reasons I love listening to so many different podcasts is that it just feels like you're getting let into a private conversation that you mm-hmm. want to be a part of. And you are trying to figure out how you can get yourself into this deep conversation with people. And this is such a beautiful way to allow that space for other people to find your tribe through different interwebs of connections. And I guess what I'm saying is I really love listening to podcasts when people are just so raw Mm. and you get to know them and they let you in on their lives because we are going through such parallel experiences as a collective conscious that I think we're all looking for some validation through storytelling, through narratives of, yes, this resonates with me and this sounds like me. And it's so hard for us as a human existence to have this deep of a conversation off the bat, (laughs) meeting people. So getting to get in this way, I think is such a beautiful experience. Mm. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is we're not trying to just boast ourselves <laughs> up and be like, hi, listen to us. We just really, we're, Zoe and I are, are very no filter, going in deep, cutting through the weeds. Let's get to it. Right. And that's also what this is kind of like the introduction into is like every woman, every person, when they come together with another human being, since we're all reflections of each other in some way Each one of us has different codes that come online in our individual experience, but that also come online and are activated when we come together with certain soul, family, tribe, with certain people. And so Karina and I, um, those codes came on for us and it was immediately apparent that we wanted to do a podcast together and we got super excited. We started recording episodes about a year ago, but like she was saying, so much has has taken place since then and so we're excited to share that with you all and thought that it was important to introduce the the portal in which we have cultivated together and opened together um, to bring you deeper into it with us and with that I think we're going to start this episode with the Divine Feminine Mm. And with the codes of Mary Magdalene and just our personal experiences with Mary Magdalene and the divine feminine awakening that is happening on our planet and within us as individuals. Yes. And as, um, as a, our own sisterhood. Yes. And as a collective, which I really want to hone in that the rise of the divine feminine is within the masculine energy as well. And it's so important for men to understand their own femininity because it really heightens their masculinity and it's a collective of feminine energy that's been suppressed within us for so long and for me personally within my truth I never want it to be about excluding men 
it quite opposite. I am such a proponent for bringing our men with yes, us. Yes, we want the men to rise with us, our <laughs> yes. kings. Yes, <laughs> and being a queen within your own life is realizing that the balance is you need to honor the king within yourself and exteriorly. So in order for that to happen, this is what's coming through for us of, of in terms of the rise of the divine feminine is leveling out our energies to balance. Because I personally don't ever feel it's about equality. We're not trying to find equality between a man and a woman because we didn't come that way. We came with our separate gifts within the feminine and masculine in doing that sacred dance and honoring the gifts in each other. And once we start to recognize that and understand that polarity and understand that that dance is what we're in, I feel like that's where the source of peace really comes through. Mm. Mm-hmm. And both for Zoe and I, um, why we want to dedicate our first episode to Mary Magdalene, um, well, I'll obviously let Zoe speak into that for herself, but it's for, in my life story, I grew up going to Catholic school my whole life. So I actually have a different, it, 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 we're even cultivating the balance now because Zoe got this awakening through Mary Magdalene directly herself. And my spiritual journey happened with Jesus Christ. So it's a beautiful balance that we're here now. Um, <laughs> through the masculine and feminine. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. But I really want you to tell your story within your opening through Mary Magdalene and your awakening. Because I think it's such a... And again, the polarities between us, so beautiful too that I grew up in in religion and you did not. Mm. And yet we're both here. Mm. And and I strayed away from Catholicism and found the deeper meaning within my spirituality outside of religion. And you're coming and you're in that same vicinity, but yet you still gravitate to the archetype or or just the 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 symbol of of Mary Magdalene, so mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. speak into that. Yeah, I'm honored to um, speak into that energy, especially because it's so potent right now. And you know, three years ago is when I had this peak spiritual experience where. I realized I was in a place where my mind was just so loud and I realized that something was tugging on my heartstrings. It felt like I was being appointed to something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Like I had no idea what it was and and I was also simultaneously kind of terrified of the unknown, yet I knew I needed to dive into it. And one thing led to another and... I was at this medicine ceremony and it was a heart opening ceremony and it was around the time I started working with children. And while working with children, I started to feel my own inner child healing. And this was just through a bridge of incidents. Like I wasn't purposely trying to heal my inner child or come into the divine feminine. It was like an initiation through my life events and that I couldn't, I had no words for. And I worked with these children and every day I was working with them, my heart was opening more and more. And they had this little dog named Alfie and he was like my little love nugget. (laughs) And it was like, I 
got to go and like it was two little twin girls and they would come downstairs and they'd be like Zoe and I just felt like I had purpose being with these children and being able to kind of shape the way that they were seeing the world and like just play in that land of imagination and pure love and, and innocence mm. and it really started to open my heart and I realized that children are a big purpose that I have here on this planet something with children I haven't officially fully cracked into it other than when I was nannying mm-hmm. um I'm gonna try to land the plane here mm-hmm. <laughs> we're following Anyways, yes so the children really brought me into my heart space so they started to crack open the walls that I didn't even realize were so um just surrounding my heart I had no idea I had so many walls I had no idea I was in my I guess you could call it my masculine, my wounded masculine or my wounded feminine. I was in a wounded something and I had no idea that I was kind of just going through the motions of life um, until I did this heart opening ceremony and I met some soul family and um, someone there brought up Mary Magdalene and he looked at me and he's like, you have this Magdalene energy. And I was like, who is like, who is that? And I connected with his wife and she had a very similar energy and And just through a series of synchronicities, I started just listening to the things going on around me. I started hearing Jesus's name come up and Mary Magdalene's name come up. And as this was happening, my heart started literally like breaking open to, to love, to, to truth. Mm -hmm. And, and I spent this, basically this entire week on my couch, just purging every single human emotion possible, like grief, despair, sadness, just everything started cracking my heart open. Like I had to go through all of these different waves of human emotions to get to the core of me. Finally, I was with a sacred sisterhood. I call it sacred because it was a sisterhood container that I had never been held in before. Mm. It's the first time I was introduced to sisterhood. And it was five of us from all over the world, all different ages. And we all came together in this medicine ceremony. One of the women was like, let's have a sleepover. So we did. And it was after I transmuted all that trauma and I'm in this sacred container. And one of the women was holding space for me. And she just like held the container for me to break through. Mm-hmm. And that breakthrough was me opening my heart fully and landing in my human body. Mm. And I got my moon cycle, which I hadn't had for three months. And like, wow, really the whole journey was just coming into my heart, out of my head and really feeling the whole human experience like fully. Mm. And it was so profound. And I was on this, I've shared this story many times because it was the most profound story of my life thus far. But I was on this, I was in a state of ecstasy for two weeks. And that's when I was like, oh my God. This is what Jesus Christ, this is what Christ consciousness is. This is the consciousness that Christ had because everything was love. Like all of my stories I had about my parents, about my sister, about everyone in my life, like shifted. It was like all of a sudden I was seeing everything through the lens of compassion and I had this deep, deep love and I could just feel like all the little cracks in my heart mending and I just became this unconditional love and I just, there were no thoughts for two weeks. Wow. And I was like, what is going on? And Mary Magdalene kept coming up and I didn't grow up spiritual. So I started just looking into Mary Magdalene and all of the things I was reading gave me these like God bumps. Like I had goosebumps all over. It was like this coming home feeling. Mm. 
And then I started learning about the divine feminine and it was all very organic the way it unfolded. Um, but ever since then, that's all led me to the recognition of being a leader in the divine feminine Christ consciousness movement, which for a long time was really difficult for me to say because um, a lot of people don't understand that language. Mm-hmm. I know we're coming into more communities and people are waking up to this at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm to these codes, to this, this global awakening. Um, but you know, there have been parts of my human self that I've had to grapple with, uh, parts of my ego that are like, no, you know, that, that might be too woo woo or whatever. And it's like, I've, I've really dropped in, especially lately to my part in the rose lineage, like just this intrinsic knowing that I am a rose priestess. Mm. Yes, declare it. Yes, a sacred <laughs> sexual priestess because I can I have this intuitive under understanding of how to work with my own sexual energy to heal things and to heal myself, to send it out into the world and it's very alchemical. Mm-hmm. And so that's coming online a lot more and Karina comes over tonight to give me my birthday present. <laughs> and it is a beautiful gold medallion necklace of Mary Magdalene being held by angels and it's covered in roses and on the other side is Jesus. <laughs> Talk about divinity. So beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I got a really I got really emotional when you gifted this to me because um, to have a sister in my life who understands this path so deeply mm-hmm. and who I can literally go on air with and speak into the magic that is this energy that's unfolding mm-hmm. um, is so powerful and activating. Yes. It also feels very vulnerable. Yes. But that's where the codes really come alive and that's where we also really get to learn from each other from our vulnerability and our rawness and which is why I I personally am a person that actually doesn't even like attention which is really ridiculous because I wanted to be an actress for so long and that's the path I was pursuing but I realized it's just because I was masking myself um and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way you know if you get to be an avatar or character of your of someone else and don't have to tap into your own real life journey story you don't have to be vulnerable and you don't get hurt. But as I was saying earlier, it's the the people I really resonate and look up to and really admire, their strength and courage are the ones who are just authentically themselves. Mm. And I think that's what we need more of on this earth. Mm-hmm. We have so much um we already have we have too many actors, you know, we have too many people playing a role beyond the entertainment industry too. We have too many people wearing masks and literally. Yes. And we're and we're done with that. That's where I think the age of Aquarius and the rise of the divine feminine and everything we're going through cosmically and the portal and 5D and energy rising, all of that good stuff, the metaphysics and everything, all the buzzwords that we keep hearing. I think one of the important part of that is just being vulnerable and authentic mm. cuz how else are we going to connect with each other? If we're not telling the truth. Right. Beautiful. And we, you know, we get to speak into this truth. There's a line that goes, uh, it's something like, 
one thing that will never be overrated is authenticity. Mm. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I do want to circle back to the story I just told so that I can give some value from it. So what I really learned from that experience is that, like firsthand, we are unconditional love. And just like Marianne Williamson says, anything that is not love is a mass hallucination. So the thing is, a lot of us for a long time in this 3D matrix have been operating from our ego and we have been perceiving the world as a mass hallucination. So we actually haven't been in our truth as human beings. And, you know, I I believe that that was Christ and Mary Magdalene's path was helping to restore the true nature of our humanity through highlighting our divinity because we are both. Mm. And that journey that I went through really woke me up to us being love and, and the path of being a human and being a miracle worker in this time, in this time of ascension of humanity's consciousness is keeping our hearts open and, you know, meeting ourselves wherever we're at and, and, and allowing every adversity and every challenge in our life to break our break us open to more love. To not break us, but to break us open. And I believe that the union that Christ and Mary Magdalene had, this sacred alchemical union, was to heal humanity and to heal the planet through their sacred sexuality, through the practices they cultivated together through their their healing through the unconditional love and support that she gave him mm. they were here to heal humanity through their divine union mm. and so that's why i am so passionate about sacred union and so is karina mm-hmm. and we'll speak more into that but sacred union within the divine masculine and feminine within and the divine masculine and feminine without and in order for the, the external partnerships that we have, these sacred unions to flourish and to be all that they can be in healing humanity's consciousness, that sacred union within gets to take place. So it's like they can happen simultaneously. Um, but the real alchemy does start within and then within the container of the partnership, within the, the safe, transparent container of the partnership to literally amplify the divinity of both people. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And it's so important to reiterate that the inner alchemy, the you universe, right? It starts with you first. And everything you want to ma- manifest and change and work through and really flourish within your life always begins with you. And you are God. <laughs> that's where you really start to learn that aspect of yourself. You are a piece of the cosmic everything. You are the piece of the source. And that's where the all one comes from to realize that you are source expressing itself. So understand that relationship within yourself and understand the polarity of femininity and masculinity within yourself. And in order for your outside world, the exterior, the matrix, to reflect that sacredness and those partnerships, it's so important to clean house and work within. And I think the journey within this podcast is to speak on that, especially of the practices you and I have done individually and what has worked for us and what we see around us and how we both have 
journeys that were very hard routes. And I'm sure a lot of people can um, relate to that aspect and learn how to transform that aspect of their life. And know that you're not alone in that in that suffrage because I really believe that everyone came here with a suffrage to transmute. That's the the school that we're in to learn to do. And the more we can talk about this freely and and have these deep conversations, that's where we're transforming the world. Mm. And I you know, that just came through me. I know we're supposed to <laughs> when all, we're giving it is all flow. Mm-hmm. I just get so passionate about the sacredness of femininity and masculinity Mm. and working within that, healing that within ourselves to reflect the outside world. Mm. And for me, my journey was I've been in Catholic school since I was five years old and I didn't have real structure at home where I could look towards um, authority figures Uh, And my parents were always together and and did the best they could, but it just never was what I needed um, deep down inside. So when I went to Catholic school, I gravitated towards Jesus Christ automatically, and that became my source of everything. Mm -hmm. And I lived for him. (laughs) I lived for him so deeply of never wanting to disappoint Jesus, knowing that he is unconditional love and and just feeling so the, the unconditional love that you were speaking into with Mary Magdalene I've always felt that growing up looking up to Jesus and and feeling like this is what real love is and I start you know, and then when you get older within the church and and whatnot and start to understand the aspects of the stories of the Bible. I just remember always being so taken back that Jesus didn't have a partner. (laughs) That part always made me so sad for him that he, sure he had his apostles and and, and his followers and, and all that, but it just, it just, something didn't sit right with me that this man did this all alone. Just a channel between God in him. A testament to your intuition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was just like there was always something missing for me there. And obviously growing up within hearing the stories of the Bible of Mary Magdalene's role within that, the traditional Bible sense of how they shamed her and, and just her story of being a whore and, and, and really taking her magnificence and brilliance out of the story. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're healing the feminine, the feminine code of, of bringing that story to light and realizing not only was she, and I, you and I think both, and I truly believe that she was the counterpart to Jesus, but also really believing that the channeled messages actually came through her. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Speaking into Thank you for sharing that. Speaking into her being seen as a whore, you know, and her not really, like her gospel. So right now I'm reading Mary Magdalene Revealed. Um, It's about, it's her feminine gospel that Mm -hmm. uh, just coincidentally disappeared, right? (laughs) Because of, Mm -hmm. you know, patriarchal order. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm reading that. I'm not super deep into it, so I can't speak too far into it. But for those of you listening who feel uh, an affinity or connection with her that that's a good one and also um magdalene 
Um, Mandala Rose is a really good one. Uh-huh. So, yes, speaking into the the horror wound, um, you know, there's the three core Magdalene wounds, the bitch, the whore, and the witch. Mm. And so the whore is basically that she was a prostitute and she was demonized for being sexually activated and, you know, for, for being in touch basically with her Shakti energy, her sexual energy, which is life force energy, which is the most powerful creative energy in the universe. Exactly. And, and women are the ones who behold that the strongest because we are the portals between spirit and matter. Yes. And today I was in a chat and uh, I heard a woman speak on, her name's Deanna. She spoke on, she said a quote that was like, woman is the closest thing to God. And of course, we are all the closest thing to God. Mm -hmm. We are all God Mm -hmm. um, expressing itself through these human forms. But woman is the portal that births spirit into the physical and sexuality, sensuality is the energy that that does that, that burns mm-hmm. it. And so, of course, that's going to be shamed because it is so powerful and it's something that men cannot control. So it's like they've wanted to put a lid on it and that's trickled into our societal conditioning and to all the shaming around sexuality. And growing up, I was very in touch with my sexuality. I did not use it responsibly, but I had a really deep slut wound because I I had the reputation of being a slut, of being a whore to the point where as I was coming into my spiritual awakening, I almost wanted to change my name because of the, really, because of the notoriety that I had around it. There was a lot of deep rooted shame and even coming out as a sensual embodiment coach and like sharing these codes online. There's sometimes shame from that past self that'll come up that I'm still integrating because there was so, my my name was so tossed around in the valley, the San Fernando Valley that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in a different, um, I'm in a different paradigm, right? Yeah. I'm in a different paradigm now so I can see from bird's eye view that my soul chose to have that blueprint play out. It was the portal to my awakening. Yes. So really firsthand experience that. So just, you know, the, the. The slut wound um, is a big one that Mary Magdalene carried when she was on planet Earth. And the bitch being like, you know, her being... The bitch can play into Lilith too, which is a card that jumped out for our session today. Um, Lilith knew that she was equal to man and she refused to be subservient. And because she refused to be subservient, she was subservient. She was demonized for being for claiming her power as an equal. And that's why Lilith has the, she's known as like the dark shadow goddess or like our dark sexual mm. goddess within because she did not succumb to man. And she, and she's also, you know, she can be related to the bitch wound, which a lot of women start to shrink themselves down. I know I've done this many times Absolutely. in my life. Yes. Same. Where you're shrinking yourself so that you're not seen as a bitch for being too outspoken, mm-hmm. for being too badass, for being like, you know, too self-sufficient or powerful or sovereign. And mm-hmm. that's something that we're collectively transmuting within the feminine. Yes. And I think has led to a lot of overcompensation within femininity Absolutely. where it could have been more harmful than helpful of 
leaning into trying and like I was speaking into earlier about trying so hard to force the energy to be equal to men and that I feel like really has set us back in a way where because we gave away our even that in itself is is saying that our femininity itself is not good enough that we need to have mass you know drive off the same source of masculine energy to be seen or work the same way they do but we don't Mm-hmm. And that in itself is in a repression within our own power because we're not seeing, I love what you said earlier about Mary Magdalene, just her unconditional love for Jesus. It was the powerhouse in itself that, and we take that for granted and we overlook that so much because there's so many narratives and stories attached to that. But the deeper I get within my own sacred union and practices and learning from my past relationships of the real power I see within myself now is when I'm totally within my femininity and softening to myself mm-hmm. and really allowing the masculine to shine within his gifts mm-hmm. as he allows me to shine in mine. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful to see that relationship play out with, with Mary and Jesus. Yes. And the rise of the divine feminine, I feel, is in conjunction with the Christ consciousness coming online because they're balancing each other out and we're learning from both aspects of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you for touching on that. Um, you know, and I don't want to go into the witch wound really fast because mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of women listening to this can relate. Um, yeah, you know, that energy of feeling like, of, as women, feeling like we need to catch up with men or, you know, the, the, the feminist movement mm-hmm. is like, when women are too in their masculine, they're burning themselves out. Yes. They're incongruent with their deepest core energy. And then and there are women literally having heart attacks at 30 years old because they are so on overdrive mm. and they are just they're just literally running themselves dry. Mm. They're literally dry and they're not in their radiance, their feminine radiance, because well, you know we've been in a very patriarchal masculine dominant society for so long Mm -hmm. that the gender the the roles or the energies because it's not gender it's gender fluid but the energies have become blurred yes so what's happening right now is the restoration of polarity within our own lives and then within our partnerships Mm -hmm. when i know that for teddy and i my my partner and i when we are not in our respected poles when he because this is the thing about men and women and something I'm learning a lot lately through Alison Armstrong actually women don't realize when they're not super cognizant of the energetics that we can sometimes hold this ideal for our man for our partner to Mm -hmm. be like the perfect woman Mm. like they she says we see a man and we think, oh, that's just a hairier woman. <laughs> and like <laughs> expecting him to be the girlfriend, the best friend, and the boyfriend, yes. and the protector. Yes. And all. we assign them so many roles. And also, the men see us because we operate so differently. They see us as like softer, less hairy men. So in their eyes, it's hard to grasp the depth of what the feminine is and us same same with us for the masculine until we start mm-hmm. to learn about polarity and the different energetics and respect the differences and that's when we can really come into harmonization because when we realize that 
men and women, the energetics of masculine and feminine are so different. They are literally like different planets, different worlds unto themselves. Mm -hmm. We can start to live way more symbiotically and create the container to support the flourishment the floor i don't even know if that's a word <laughs> but we're going with it yeah the flourishing the thriving mm. of both individuals as they support each other within the union and appreciate the depth of differences that both poles behold and so it's important to know which one we each are the most comfortable in and that's, this is where the feminine practices and the masculine practices really come into play. Because yes. spending so much time together, those polarizing energies can start to become blurred mm. and entangled. And that's when we start to repel or get triggered by each other. Or, you know, and this is where space in a partnership to go recharge in your sovereign poles. Yes in your essence, the essence that initially attracted the two of you together like magnets, because that's polarity, mm -hmm. gets to be honored in a partnership. Mm. And then that's also where we do this alchemical work is yes. in the partnership, but also in the sacred time that we take to separate, whether that's going to different rooms or going on a vacation apart from each other, whatever it is, just honoring the sacred rhythms of the polarity in the partnership and within yourself. Yes beautifully said and adding to that I feel even more so what we're healing as a collective is that when you're seeking space away from each other and I and I've seen this play out so many times in relationships because we get so we're, we're healing through our traumas of what we feel when we're away from our partners and we're not being seen or heard and abandonment and get clingy and then think we're gonna get left attachment styles and yes and then all the games that get played within a lower vibration of of relationship based of moving up the the ladder of of ascension of learning how to be real polarity within each other the point i'm trying to make is that part of that healing process is also healing our relationship with other women mm. and learning mm -hmm. that stepping away from our masculine feminine counterpart and the same thing goes for men you know but I think right now, I, we speak into it because we're women. So I think that's what we're working with. Learning to step away from our men and then re rejuvenate with other women. Yes. And get that medicine and codes from each other. Because instead of putting everything on them to be our best girlfriend, that's not what their role is. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize to honor yourself and to honor them, you have to get that from where you, the source is needed. And it's not them. They're men. We need they our rejuvenation the way other women, women can. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not fair for us to put that on them. Absolutely. At all. So, But there's so many stories around... Growing up, I've always heard, like, I can't have any, like, girlfriends. My best friends are guys. I don't get along with other women. And that's a story narrative that I played into as well, too, where they're like, I'm just too much of a tomboy. I can't ever, like, have real relationships with girls. I don't, they don't understand me and whatnot. And I feel like the rise of the divine feminine is teaching us how to heal that within ourselves to have partnerships with other women to cultivate these relationships with other women. Mm. And I think Mary Magdalene has come through to teach us that, mm. especially to heal that mm -hmm. within other women. Mm. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot you touched on there that's really juicy. 
Um, you know, Karina and I actually, we, we do these monthly full moon ceremonies that are for women specifically. And, you know, with COVID and the lockdown and everything, it's so important, especially those of us in partnerships, to be able to step away and really recharge in feminine energy. Mm-hmm. In the in the energy of the feminine because it is so healing for our feminine hearts to be held in yes. a container of women who are just showing up, literally masks off, mm-hmm. showing up, coming as you are, and doing these spiritual practices together like we did in the ancient times, like we did, you know, these were goddess rituals. Like women came together for the full moons, women had red tents for when they would bleed and no men were allowed in these tents because it was the time that the veil between worlds was very thin and women would come together to to intuit and to feel into any potential danger coming like women were the mm. oracles and we still are yes. and that brings us into the witch wound yes and the witch wound is you know the witch can be synonymous with healer healer or oracle or magician like it's it's women who are in touch with their magic and who are in touch with the spirit realm and that was also very um frightening for patriarchal system Mm -hmm. because they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't control it yeah so anything that wasn't able to be controlled by the egoic framework of patriarchy right patriarchy is basically just like very wounded masculine energy which is why through this divine feminine awakening, through us coming into our divine feminine embodiment and healing the sisterhood wounds and, and healing these wounds within ourselves, we are also healing the divine masculine. Mm. Because it is that unconditional love that Mary Magdalene had with Yeshua, with Jesus. Yes. And she could only hold that capacity through her open heart. So as coming into this divine feminine awakening it requires us to open our heart like a rose, like a Mm. rose blossoming open and to crack through all the masculine shield and and to eradicate the inner patriarchy that has stemmed from the outer patriarchy Mm. within ourselves. And this is exponentially accelerated through sisterhood. Yes. And through conversations like this. Mm -hmm. And then we get to bring this energy into our sacred unions, our partnerships, and that's where we get to also heal the divine masculine and we that's how we source this energy to to raise the vibration of the planet and and yeah these wounds that mary magdalene carried on the planet are being you know there a lot of us women are experiencing them on earth as these incarnations so that we can heal them for the collective feminine absolutely beautifully said beautifully said And I feel like you and I could go on and on forever speaking into this. Um, But I I just really wanted our first episode to really be about setting the tone of of what we are cultivating here. Honoring Mary for opening this portal for us within our friendship. and, And within our friendship opens up a whole portal for whoever this is for. Whoever feels this is a conversation they want to be a part of and join our yummy conversations and open it up so then it just sparks more people opening up to this and and really just set the tone for for this magic that Mm -hmm. we are so excited (laughs) to bring forth (laughs) and (laughs) and and zoe is just 
brilliant with this stuff and I'm, I'm just happy to set while she spikes. It's all about a team effort. Oh, <laughs> as are you, my sister. Well, That's why we gravitated you. toward each other. You know, this is, this is the, um, the spark. Yes. The yes. Spark. And it, it's, it's just so important to have these conversations and be okay with being vulnerable and raw and open because the more open we are, the less people are going to feel alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I want to cultivate within this podcast. Mm. I want a space for people to feel like they have two really great friends to have this conversation with. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, it's so beautiful. When I was coming into this awakening, I remember I would listen to, I was just so... Uh, hungry for more information on Mary Magdalene and on these codes. And I remember I would listen to these podcasts. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, one day I feel like I'm going to do this. And I'm going to be able to be this space for other women who are coming into their divine feminine, who are healing their lineage, uh, their mm-hmm. matrilineal lineage, mm-hmm. doing this this work within themselves for the collective. And here we are. Yeah cultivating this and bringing ancestral practices and all the healing we've done and all the work we've done and we just want to share the tools and knowledge and everything we've been through and still continuously going through to grow together with mm-hmm. yeah and this journey it really is like a rose a rose with infinite petals mm. and you know the more we soften and the more we trust the more we Surrender into the void, which is the feminine, into the unknown, and and just release control, right? That is the feminine, the surrender, and and to be receptive to all the divine breadcrumbs, I call them, all the synchronicities that are unfolding, all of the the ways that we are connecting that we never thought were possible until this pandemic. Um, The more we do that, the more we are healing this within ourselves. So I'm really grateful that Karina and I are... Are doing this because we are we are here to to show you that you're not alone yes to get the conversation to get the ball rolling yes and to invite you into our field you know mm. through our platforms through this podcast through any way that you want to stay connected to us we are here to serve yes we are here to hold space we are here to share we are here to support in this global awakening of the divine feminine ashe Ashe. Yeah. So, you know, this might have been a little all over the place and awkward, but you That's know, the we, feminine. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are we are just what starting is this. <laughs> we'll get into that at a later date. Well, I it's am actually good to with have structure. the structure. Yeah, Karina's the structural one. I can yeah. flow for days. <laughs> I Zoe's the one with the feminine energy always, and I'm the one that came into femininity through a strong masculine energy so I think getting to hear both our stories along the way is really gonna resonate with so many different women and men Mm. so yeah thank you for listening thank you yes there even within us we have the yin and yang yeah so we're cultivating that and again thank you so much for listening Mm. we're so excited to just keep sharing and exploring and expanding this and thank you for coming along yes thank you so much for tuning in Mm. we 
love you. We love you. We love you. Yes, we love you. And excited to see where this goes.